This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is 11 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Dr. Paul Palate, the former city of Johannesburg mayor, who has announced that she will be contesting for the federal leader of the Democratic Alliance in April. Dr. Palate was removed from her position through a motion of no confidence last week after previous motion against her was declared unlawful. The position of federal leader in the DA is currently occupied by John Steenhazen. Dr. Palate, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Afternoon, Aldrin. Thanks for having me. What was your day like not being mayor? <laughs> what happens in the day of somebody who was very, very busy, even on the day of the motion of no confidence, um, playing a role as mayor, and today their title is not there anymore? Yeah, well, you know, it was never about the title with me. I think the interesting thing is instead of taking time out, I've just gone ahead and started my campaign. I've been mulling over this for a while. Um, since last year, a lot of people have approached me and asked me to put my hand up. And I think you may have seen in the Sunday Times in December, Mm. I said, I'll go away in December and think about it and pray about it. And I came back and we had a very hectic uh, beginning of the month with the motion of no confidence that was loading and with budget rebasing, budget steering committee meetings. It was just hectic. And so I put it off, put it off. And now suddenly um, I'm a part-time counselor so I could get on with it. Yeah. Why? Why do you want to be lead of the DA? Well... I'm being asked to stand. So clearly there are people in the party that are looking for um, Popalata in a leader. Um, You know, when so many people approach you, and I'm not just talking about in the DA, even in other political parties, including our coalition partners, but also including just ordinary civilians. It says to me that people They approach you, sorry, to do what? To put my hand up to, to, to run for federal leader. Um, so this is like people from who are in other political parties? No, no, no. People in the DA, people in other parties and ordinary civilians who are not politically involved. And this yeah. says to me that people see the Democratic Alliance as an important player in the upcoming election, but they would like to see a change in leadership in order for them to consider the Democratic Alliance, of course, depending on who you're talking about. If it's people in the DA, uh, many of them believe that the party needs to grow and that in order for the party to grow, we need uh, to inject new energy and in, in, in the leadership structures of the party. And as for other people, they feel that with a different kind of leadership, the DA might be a great plan in 2024 to help form a coalition government nationally. We all know that the ANC is going to plummet below 50% this time around for the first time since 1994. And we need to get ready as opposition parties mm. to form a credible coalition that can take the country forward. Do you think that the DA has, has hit a, a, a ceiling, that it has um, stagnated? I struggled a lot. And, you know, I campaigned to be mayor of Joburg and I spoke to a lot of people. And over and over, I kept hearing the same thing, that um, people believe in the DA and they see the good governance brand of the DA, but there remains this trust deficit between the electorate and the Democratic Alliance, where people feel like the DA is not engaging in issues that matter to them and that they simply cannot relate to the party and that perhaps under a different leadership they would be able to relate to the party and they'd be able to be engaged better on issues that matter to them. So that voice echoed even um, at the time when I was campaigning for mayorship. It was mm. a very difficult campaign, uh, but, uh, you know, I only got 26% of the vote. And I believe I could have gotten more if those concerns were not there. So, yes, I do feel this 
this uh, mistrust, the trust deficit between us and the electorate is somehow hampering on our ability to grow beyond where we are now. Yeah. What would you say uh, from how the DA approaches politics with the current leadership in place would have led to that level of mistrust and also taking into consideration that some people are saying that the party is, 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 is not growing? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't just um, attributed to the current leadership. I think it's a historical issue. It didn't start now. John has been leader. He was interim leader since 2019 and only became leader in 2020. So I, it would be unfair to say it's only in his leadership that we've had this kind of talk. I mean, I contained in the 2016 election after we had became MNC, if you recall. And the same concerns were raised even back then. So I do feel as though people are asking, and if you ask them, they'll say, we want to see more representation in the party, in the leadership structures of the party. We want to be able to relate to the party. We want to be able to be engaged on issues that matter to us. And and I think we've just not reached out enough. Uh, it's something I've talked about even internally, that we need to heed the call of the electorate, particularly if we have any aspirations of growth. Mm-hmm. What would you then say the weaknesses of the party are currently? You know, in my observation, the DA is still the that South Africa has to offer. And that's why I'm still in the Democratic yep. Alliance and I'm not leaving. I do feel, however, that it's connect. I feel even where we are doing things for certain uh, population groups that we don't always communicate it enough and that people aren't always aware of where we are. I feel that some of our policies are misunderstood or not even known by the people these policies are meant for. Um, a good example is our economic justice policy, mm-hmm. where people don't know that we're actually promoting the type of policy that will promote growth across all socioeconomic strata and not for the politically connected few. And we've just not been able to engage people enough on these offerings because of this trust deficit. And I feel that if we can address that and get an opportunity to go to the level of our people, all our people, and explain to them what we have on offer, I do believe that we will have better electoral outcomes. Yeah. When John Steenhazen um, was, I think, no, it wasn't John, I think it was um, Silius who was having a conversation with with Oliver um, last week. He spoke about um, the economic justice policy and also how the economic justice policy still speaks to the hopes and the aspirations of the majority um, the majority poor who happens to be black. However, though, the feeling is still that the party doesn't need to be um, direct when it comes to race-based policies, that a justice economic policy means that you go for everyone who's poor, whether they're black or white. Well, that is the policy of the Democratic Alliance. It advocates for means testing. I mean, Mm. I don't know if you're aware that since 1994, the gap between the rich and the poor in South Africa has grown. We are now the most unequal country in the world. And this is the legacy of the ANC and the triple BEE policy of the ANC. So we can all agree that it's not working. As much as at face value, it looks like it's addressing the plight of the poor masses. It actually isn't. And the Democratic Alliance has managed to get to the root problem, which is that we don't do this testing. We assume based on race, people are, are are disadvantaged, when in fact we've seen the same politically connected few benefit over and over again. And we've seen the creation of this 
black elites under the ANC while the masses of our people become poorer and poorer. We don't believe as the DA that that's the way to go. But we've never really been able to break it down and explain it to the level of the poor person on the ground for them to understand that what we're offering actually means that if you benefit over and over again, you'll be excluded and that people who've never benefited will be given an advantage. And that's really what the DA is offering. Even there's something with that policy, I just think that it's never been um, workshopped enough with the people for whom it was crafted. And I believe that if it is, they would understand that means testing means that it's fairness, that there is scientific evidence of whether or not you should be benefiting and that only those who really need to access opportunity will be able to access opportunity under a data. Would you take John Steenhazen on for public debate? Of course I would. Mm-hmm. What is it that you think that you can offer that he can't? Well, I've had lots of experience in government. Um, I'm not a career politician. I'm sure you know my history. I've mm-hmm. worked as a technocrat in government. I've run my own business. I've worked in the private sector. I've been a politician. I've been a mayor. I've run a, a very complex uh, multi-party government with nine political parties at some point, with all its complexities, having to navigate that. I think that that's a world of experience that one can bring into the role. Um, what's difficult is when people have only been in opposition and they want to provide leadership to governments. I think sometimes I too feel like I'm not always understood, and I feel like the fact that there hasn't been that experience is a barrier. Um, I do feel that I would be able to talk to all members of the DA, whether in opposition, which I have been from 2019 to 2021, when Herman Mashaba resigned, I think mm-hmm. I've experienced opposition politics as well as being in government. I think I bring a world of experience that would benefit anybody in the DA, but that would also be able to take the party forward. How would you how would you approach coalition conversations differently? Because, for instance, with the example that you just gave now, the lowest structures here, but were part of the multi-party um, coalition government. Um, there was an agreement, but then um, national government, sorry, national, uh, the FedEx came from um, the DA and said no. I mean, I've said this before, and I've said it openly, I think, um, uh, sometime last year where there was a conversation between myself and the FedEx that I would like to see more representation of people in in the lower structures um, at such FedEx discussions, and, and that I'd like to see their voice be taken more seriously because they interface directly with these issues, and they should be able to offer advice, credible advice, and that advice should be taken seriously by the FedEx. So I think that remains a challenge, and that's something that I would like to see changed going forward. Uh, more uh, bottom-up approaches to resolving issues, more trust given to the people at the forefront of issues, uh, particularly in very complex coalition government. Yeah, and you think the rejection from the FedEx is not because of your intention to run for federal leader? Well, I don't know. Uh, there's much speculation around that. I don't want to focus on that right now. I think we've got a campaign in 2024. We don't have much time. So I'd really like to focus my energy on seeing how best I can get the support of the DA to lead them into that campaign. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Mpo Palate, former mayor of the city of Johannesburg, now in the running to be the federal leader of the Democratic Alliance, and they'll be electing the new leadership in April. What do you think her chances are of becoming the leader of the Democratic Alliance, also considering that she's coming from a lower structure? 0614-104107, that is our voice note line. You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre, and our studio line is 86 2032